0: everybody and welcome back to the fall spectacular edition
1: spooktacular
0: no fall spectacular we're not gonna say spooktacular because technically uh home depot started moving in christmas stuff so it's maybe a christmas spectacular uh holiday spectacular edition of the be better podcast uh we are post ride today so uh we're all amped up on uh on uh
1: Endorphins, cocaine. What are we amped on I don't
0: here? Know. I was trying to think of like what, what's the what should I say that I'm not going to get busted for. All right, so electrolyte drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, and uh, with me today, I've got uh, our new regular um, temporary co-host, Devin Palmer. Remax results. And sitting right next to Devin is the one and only Soda, your uh, therapy dog. My emotional support dog.
1: Your dog loves me, Chris.
0: It does. Soda is, well, she's just sleeping there because she loves you because of what you give her. Little scratches on the belly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Devin, we got a huge, huge uh, show today. We got four major topics we need to cover.
1: Do we even have time? I. You know what? I think we do.
0: We're going to make time. Well, We're not gonna, no,
1: I'll tell you what, there's no time to waste.
0: Well, let's not go down the rabbit hole. If either one of us start going down rabbit holes, we have to pull each other out, okay? We have to be the bobber for each other pinky swear okay pinky swear i'm holding my pinky out here I'm and you are just looking, looking at me like what
1: In looking the, coldly at you
0: cold hearted all right let's start off with uh, twin cities marathon that's a big thing here uh this past weekend uh the twin cities marathon let was. me pull up the results no nope, Oh, no nope. Let's, uh, let's start by reading the official, uh, the official notice that was put out, statement that was put out by the Twin Cities in motion. It says, today's races are canceled due to black flag conditions. Uh, today's 10 mile and marathon races are canceled due to EAS black flag weather conditions, extreme and dangerous conditions. The latest weather forecast update pro, uh, projects record setting heat conditions that do not allow for safe event for runners, supporters, and volunteers. What's your take?
1: I got bombarded by my non-runner friends asking me for opinions or sharing their opinions. It's a toughie. It's a bad... It's never a good look when the layman can't understand it. If if they canceled and the temperature had been 78 or 80 already when the cancellation announcement went out, no one would question it. Nope. The temperature was technically in the 60s. So in everyone, the morning. Everyone's looking at that and saying, whoa, what would you cancel for? When you and I know there's a deeper set of numbers that they have to run, and they have to follow the numbers. It's a safety protocol thing.
0: It is. And the safety protocol that they follow is through the National Weather Service. It's called the Wet Bulb Globe Temperature Scale. You can go search that up. And what it really takes into account is it takes into account the month, the day, latitude that you're at, forecasted maximum temperature, which was 91 for Sunday. Yep. Uh, the dew point in Fahrenheit, relative humidity, wind speed, and cloud cover. That gives you an ultimate uh, heat index and a WBGT reading. And essentially, the scale goes all the way from green down to black. And you put the numbers together. It's a calculation. It went black. It would have been an easier thing to swallow if it would have been sideways rain, Yep. lightning, but...
1: Or if it was already 80 or 90, people would get it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But it wasn't. And, you know, I think TCM made the right call because, and let me back that up. Yep. I think they made the right call because as a large format event, they have to create a standardized measure of safety protocol. Something they say, okay, these are the lines that we're going to make. Doctors use that. Everybody, you have to have that protocol. Even if it looks like hey everything is going to be fine, if the protocol that you have put in place that says this is how you draw safety says it's not going to be, you have to
1: follow it. It's criteria. They it's a numbers game. They have their criteria. The date it's a toughie because the date technically met the criteria to cancel, but the quote unquote common sense would have said oh it's sixties why did you cancel? So it when there's a gap. Between what the technical criteria is and the public perception, that's where you have more explaining to do and you have crabbier people.
0: Yeah, and you can't just look at – you have to look at all of the elements and how they relate. This is the same scale the military uses. This is the same scale OSHA uses. So it's not necessarily just one um, one that TCM just kind of took out
1: of, 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 of the blue. And, and TCM's a big professional event. They have had – you know decades running and they have tens and tens of thousands of people they're responsible for it's a numbers game they know their numbers it's a standardized thing like you said and they just have to follow the numbers
0: and if 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 they are using that as a standardized scale and that's what they publicize they go against their own thing and anything happens Ooh they might as well just you know fold up shop and then what then what good does that do everybody i understand that if you're gonna make a critique and you you could you could make an argument for this on me, that I could buy into. Is the statement was released at about 5:20 a.m. on race day? Race starts seven mi- or the ten mile starts at seven. The marathon starts at eight. Is that too close to the wire?
1: No, you give it every chance you possibly can for conditions to come around. Same way, like if you were, you know, yep, when you were running a try, you're not going to call it based on a weather forecast, four days out. You're like, let's hope the lightning isn't striking. You know, yep. you hope for the best. You try to leave the door open as long as possible.
0: You have to be there. And, and you could say that, well, OK, they could have made it the night before. People flew in. They were going to fly in already. Yep. So if they would have made it a week before, then then what? OK, well, now we can't get our airline tickets back. So there's always going to be some blowback there. And this kind of comes back to, I did, um, I did age group nationals in Kansas City in 2005, and yep. they had delayed, 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 and they had rain and everything, and they eventually canceled that race. But not after we had already gotten there. I had already been outside. We had parked. I had been sitting under, you know, under a, an inflatable arch to try and protect myself. But you got myself. a refund, right? Didn't get anything out of that. All I did it, was it, I got a, I got an automatic bid to go to to go to Worlds. That was the only thing that came out of that. Oh, and I think two free beers at the uh, town oh, hall they that go. they held afterwards. Which why they gave free beer out of the town hall. I don't know that. I don't know that that was a good good call either. It's Kansas City. Hey, yeah, maybe free barbecue.
1: That's another one. The refund issue. You can tell everyone. Like I'm sure. I don't know if anyone would ever expect a refund if a race is canceled, but. The money is spent. The money's long gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so what's the entry fee? One hundred and ten. And then what's all the ancillary things? So let's take worst case scenario: somebody flies in. That's let's say five hundred dollars hotel. Let's buck fifty a night. Let's say you're here for two nights. That's three hundred. Food. Maybe you got a rental car. You're probably out at least fifteen hundred to get to the race. You're not going to see that back either way. That's money you invested to come here. Mm-hmm. So you go shopping in the Mall of America, whatever you get to try and buy your time. The race is, I think, about an average of about one hundred and ten for an entry to get to do TCM this year so let's say at least half of that is 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 spent before the gun goes off you're talking cops you're talking road closures permits you're talking infrastructure fencing all those things are already fixed assets that have been that's money that's been spent before the race starts so you can't give that back can you give some back can you give a deferred entry can you give a discounted entry at a later point in time I think those things you can do, and they, you probably will see those that because they will be making later this week, they'll be making that announcement as to what those concessions are. They have to do something. Yep. Um, you can't just say, well, too bad, so sad, which has, you know, Iron Man's done that before. Oof. Like they cancel an Iron Man. Well, too bad, so sad, We get you're not getting anything back.
1: But uh, but the money is spent. on the,
0: yeah Already spent. The <laughs> other thing that I was, I was listening to on the radio is that many other marathons in the area that are in, happening in the next week – their numbers blew up crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Everybody wants to try and get in there. And, you know, but then those have, those races have issues because maybe they're already at a max size. There's no way they're going to get more, more medals or t shirts by that time, you know. So there's all, there's concessions that you have there. Uh, so it's not just easy, like, hey, let them all come in.
1: I don't know if it's a pure coincidence, but grandma's registration opened for June of next year. And I think they got a massive surge in registration.
0: And grandma's had a black flag event. If you remember about 10 years ago, they black flagged. But they black flagged mm-hmm. the marathon, but allowed, this, allowed the, uh, the half to go off.
1: Now, there's a question, too. Could they have divorced them and let the 10-milers run and not the marathon?
0: You know, I think you could have, but you would have seen so many of the marathoners probably pirate into the 10-mile that it would have just socked it up. on that side because that's
1: one to two hour event for most of the runners and it starts at 7 a.m yep
0: yep. and then you have your volunteers out there you have your support that you have like from a water and hydration and food standpoint you have the taxation that's gonna be put onto the ems system so ambulances and anything out there um i think you I, i think that i don't think you could have done it without some serious like I think there, there would have been other consequences, and and my but my gut tells me is that if they black flag one, that means they black flag them all because that's yeah. what they have to use for their events across
1: across the board. the The sad part to me is knowing, like, okay, it's warm, you can still safely go and do it. Yeah, if you adjust your expectations and if you adjust your behavior and manage manage the situation, you cannot trust the population. To be responsible—that's what's sad.
0: And you don't know. I mean, you y- yes, and the, and there are people that and the, were there there were tons of people out that did the race. Yep. That just did it on their own, and they're like, "Hey, look at—we did it." But you know, that's not the that's not the standard of like, should we have done it?
1: No. It, well, and it, and it can't be. But and it, I have a friend who went out and did it, and he comfortably ran a three hundred five. My father-in-law went out and did it. It's no problem to go out and do it. But they can't calibrate for the majority. The majority of people would be fine. Yeah, They would have misbehavior on some people refusing to adjust expectations and still trying to run a PR. Yep, They run themselves, you know, it's like, I'm going to run a three-hour no matter what. And it's like, yeah, you got to mile 16, and you stepped off with heat stroke. Yep. And then uh, probably at the back end, you know, where people are a little bit less fit, a little bit less prepared, and they're maybe going to scrape through a marathon. They really might be hurting. Hour five, it's hotter. They're just—you can see the complications adding up.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think races have to be the grown-up in the room. They have mm-hmm. to look out for people <coughs> when they're not going to look out for themselves. Yep. You know, and you can't just say, "Well, these people would survive; these people wouldn't." You, it, you have to—you have to make that tough call. Yep. It's a parent saying, "Look, at we're not going to Disneyland. Why? Because there's going to be a hurricane." Well, it's not raining yet.
1: But yeah, it's but yeah, it's, that- it's
0: called the eye of the storm. Yeah. Um, so tough call. Uh, we'll see him come back. Uh, you know, so sad for the athletes that were affected by it. Yeah. Um, they will live to do another day. Chicago's this weekend coming up. So, uh, everyone will move, move towards that. It was the first time the race has ever been black flagged. So, uh, let's just blame global warming and try and, you know, go away from that.
1: I blame, frankly, someone needs to look into this. Is it the early onset pumpkin spice lattes?
0: Oh, Is there a correlation
1: with pumpkin spice latte?
0: I'm going to go with the early onset of of uh, display of Christmas items in major <laughs> retail stores. I was at Home Depot yesterday; they were moving in Christmas boxes, I, in Christmas trees. I was, I was so mad.
1: So we have a lot of working theories. We'll explore these and report back.
0: We will report back. Um, topic number two I wanted want to touch on uh, the extreme dominance in pre- professional cycling of Yambovisma. Visma When first re- first team to ever win in modern history to win the Giro, the Tour, and the Vuelta, three different riders, all wins. And then what are they coming up against at the end of this well, year? And
1: the capstone, the winning the Vuelta. They didn't just win. They went they, one, one, two, two three. three. Yeah, which it's, is shocking.
0: They punched everybody in mm-hmm. the gut, and they put like they put the stamp on arguably the best team that's ever ever been put together in profession, well, in modern day professional cycling, um, easily the the best super team that we've ever seen out there. But they're coming up at the end of the year. They're coming up at the end of the end of their contract with Yumbo, which is a uh, they're a, a European hardware store as their main title sponsor. And in this last week um, on Twitter or X or whatever they're co- well, the kids are calling it nowadays, the, um, the chief of staff or the head of Yumbo of uh, posted a tweet where he was meeting with the bigwigs from Apple Corporation. Whew. Posing the question could the biggest team in cycling be coming to America? Coming to the U.S. of A., becoming a an American cycling team in modern cycling because we don't have really any cycling teams in the U.S. anymore.
1: So okay, so you're a title sponsor of a team of that scope. That check is 20, yep. 20 million a year. Easy. Twenty three million. If you seen Tim Cook, Tim Cook could sneeze and write that check at def- Apple. Def- definitely so could. The scale of an Apple. It's like that's a right It's it's truly so little to them.
0: Why does Apple want to go? I I didn't see I have not seen a lot of like images of Cook riding bikes or being a bike fan. Maybe I maybe I, I could be wrong, but normally when big companies are writing those big checks, their bosses are bike nerds. Yeah. Um don't don't see that coming from him. That's a new one. Is Apple looking for a way to get some good press? Is this is this a good spend?
1: Are they getting ahead of a scandal? We got some problem coming.
0: The iPhone 17 is not going to sell itself.
1: Are they going to have the iBike?
0: I don't know. Is it is it good? Is it a good marketing spend for Apple to go into cycling?
1: It's it's hard to say because it's. Is it a good marketing
0: spend for anybody? Does anybody get the return from the spend by by sponsoring a team? Because if you look at Yumbo. They spent, let's say, twenty million this year. They had the most press out of anything, and they still aren't holding in. So, are results the key? Is it exposure?
1: What's what's the best? What are you looking?
0: Yeah, what are you looking for?
1: But I would argue, so Apple's at the other end of the spectrum. It's such a big firm that twenty million dollars is a pittance to them. So, do they even need or care about a you know a return on it? Whereas Jumbo might really need a return on their investment.
0: And I wonder if if it's if it's the right money to be spent. There's somebody has if they do do it, somebody inside Apple, Cook probably being the one, has to be a closet cycling nerd.
1: Or is there a problem where they're lacking popularity suddenly like is Android suddenly surging in popularity in Europe? Is is the iPhone struggling in Europe for some reason would
0: Let's say that's the case. Is cycling the best Vehicle for that? Why not go for something bigger? Why not go for a Premier League soccer team like you know, like Emirates has done? Yeah. Um, why not you know, why not go to Tottenham and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to be your main title sponsor, and then we're going to be a technology sponsor for you. We're going to innovate soccer or football. Being the
1: that's a bigger you know, check though. Cycling how is how much? Cheap. Bi-
0: how much bigger though?
1: Probably another zero.
0: You think two hundred million to go on the jersey of a, of a Premier League
1: team? I would guess it. It's got to be an order of magnitude different.
0: Could be, could be, could be.
1: And two hundred million. I don't know if tick. Maybe he still sneezes and writes at two hundred million. <laughs> I, I don't even know the scope of the numbers, you know. But maybe he
0: sharts out two million. <laughs>
1: Twenty million to to an Apple. Here's the question with Apple. You said, "Oh, are they going to be an American team? Would they?" If you had an American firm as the title sponsor. What would the shift be there? Would they expect the riders to come over and do fondos over here once in a, once a year, or what would be the demand or the difference to Apple there?
0: Well, I don't know. I think you would probably see training camps in California, mm. like we've seen from other teams that have done that, which is like they're, they're a are decent ground. You know, you're gonna go to you know uh, Solvang um, and do like you know some some tours and and you know have a camp there. We've seen CSC do that. We saw you know we saw Rally do that. There's good ones there. Um, does it create more hub blue for the American rider, Sep Kuss, who will most likely stay with the team? Does it become, you know, well, we got, we got a big American rider. Now we have a big American team. Cause I don't think they're going to come over and they're not going to ride fondos, yep. you're, but what you're going to have is you're going to have at least an American base team. So do you have more, more American riders? I don't know what it affects who they pull in on their roster as far as additional people, because you still are going to go for who you're going to go for, um, but you know it's they're going are they're probably going to fly an American flag, and do they have an American base of operations? They're not going to race here because there's no races there to be is done.
1: Nothing for them here. No, but is you Jonas me. Vingegaard going to go to a parking lot crit.
0: He's going to. He's going to go to the State Fair crit. He's going to go. <laughs> Hi, who has the who has the, the 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 gels for me here? Do I register with the safety pin?
1: Little Jonas Vingegaard. Oh, that
0: would be. I I think it. I think it would be fun. It'd be interesting to see what they do with the jersey. Yeah. Do you have a big Apple logo on the front of the jersey?
1: Well, is it so crisp and stark and white like their the rest of their branding?
0: I don't know. There is op- obviously opportunity to uh, innovate on the technology side with Apple. Yep. Yeah. You know? Do they create? Does is Apple now going into Bike tech? I'm mm-hmm. Mike. Hmm? 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 It could be.
1: How, can we talk f- about how funny their, and public their roster strife is right now with them having Two of the finest stars in the sport, Primoz and Jonas. Jonas, having just won two tours, Primoz has won the Giro this year. He's won a couple of Vuelta's in the past. So he's a star, a legitimate star. Yep. I would argue he's not shown he's up for the task of winning the tour. Yep. When they put him in that seat, he, for whatever reason, it did not pan out.
0: It's a different... It's it's, 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 it's a little a diff- different
1: pressure in my opinion. Yep.
0: Big different pressure.
1: Jonas proved he can do it. So Jonas has two wins. Of course you bet on Jonas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the younger guy. He's, this, he's the rising star. He's got two tours.
0: Proven talent.
1: Whereas Primaz, I don't even know how old Primoz is, but it's like Primoz is not... He's got a few years at the pinnacle left.
0: Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to... If Roglic leaves, which he will... Yep. But but he'll, be, he'll be picked up. He'll he'll
1: he'll take it. He'll be a GC rider for for a team. But it was very funny that it was speculated about, and then the team was very clear. Yeah, well, yeah, he's on contract a few more years. He can go. Yeah, we'd be okay not paying him two million euros next year.
0: Maybe he'll go to Astana and join Mark Cavendish.
1: Oh yeah, Cav. Yeah, Cav the, might ride yeah, out one more year.
0: Vinokurov, who is their team boss, retired. Disgraced doper rider mm-hmm. um, is has uh, announced that he that they signed Cavendish this year. Who, if he does, if Cav, if Cav goes back, he's like one win away from being the the winningest rider ever at the Tour de France. Wow, like having won the most stages over anybody, which is crazy to think about.
1: He is really enjoying a lot of. This glowing adulation in the last moment of his career, and a lot of us didn't like him because of his kind of
0: crybaby attitude, crybaby
1: attitude, and chicanery this whole time.
0: You know, when he started out, when he was with HTC, I thought, you know, this guy's gunning, man. Like this guy was buzzing. He was, you know, it was Mark. It was like Mark Renshaw, and then Mark Cavendish. Like mm-hmm. Renshaw always let him out.
1: They had a good shake and bake going.
0: Oh, they did. And then you know, then then you know, even Hen Cappy was in there for a little bit. And then it just then it just kind of went away. And then then he started kind of crying when he was you know got he had a couple of crashes and and then he got this little crybaby attitude.
1: I didn't like the crybaby attitude. It's like it's it's kind of like hockey to to be that guy to be the sprinter who's there in the last two hundred yards of these races. You're jockeying for position. You're pushing. You're shoving. You're finding a space where there isn't. So that's his part of his genius is finding a space where there isn't a space. Yep. Well, sometimes he found a barrier or sometimes he found an elbow. And
0: sometimes he, that elbow was his.
1: Yeah, and he was so it's like, okay, if that's your job and your gift and plenty of times you're cutting someone else, you know, you're not an angel in all that and then you're always crying. Yeah, what you know, was it's like, me? You were trying to shove your way through and someone didn't it didn't pan out for you this time. Don't cry about it, But Yeah.
0: He he definitely was more, I think, caught on tape, throwing elbows and heads and shoulders than any other rider in, in because probably the, of how much video was out there now. Yep. Um, and I think that, and you know, he was relegated a couple of times. And so I, for that, I was like, eh, I'm not super cool.
1: I, I don't hold that against him, but I hold if you're going to be that guy, then don't cry when it happens to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, you didn't see Sagan cry. Nope. Sagan's like, well, I game. I went out there. I tried my best, and I didn't win. What else do you want? Like, I didn't. I didn't win. Oh, Sagan. And Sagan was always a solo artist too, because he, they didn't have. He never had a team to kind of like a train to bring him in front.
1: Well, he didn't have the pure sprint, but he was such a interesting. He had these different maneuvers and tactics that he would do. So he would always win in a, a less traditional way, and it was so exciting to watch. But now with Wout, Wout Van Art and Matthew Vanderpool. They've taken over that non-traditional yep. last-second breakaway or whatever maneuver those guys.
0: Yep, they're coming through and they're like they're sneaky from the behind. Mm-hmm. But again, they're very similar backgrounds. If you think about, you know, Sagan came from a mountain biking background, so very nimble on the bike, mm-hmm. uh, explosive power, all those things you need in mountain biking. While it, coming from cyclocross. And, and Vanderpoel as well. And, and Vanderpol being very, very sneaky, Didn't very powerful. Didn't the two
1: of them go one-two in cyclocross worlds? This they year? did. Yep. Pretty cool.
0: I. Know, well, that's really cool. But it says it says a Was lot it this about this year
1: or last year. I can't even remember.
0: Uh, um, I would say last year. Yeah. It says a lot about the capability of them to do more. Being instead of just being a pure cyclist, you know, and just kind of being a one-trick pony, you have to be a multi-talented person. Yep.
1: And it's it's fun to see that kind of dynamic athlete. I always liked Sagan for that reason because he's dynamic. Cavendish has one path to win and everything has to align for him and it's only in the last two hundred. Yeah. Whereas a Wout, he can do a breakaway. He can you know, he can win in a couple of different contexts.
0: Is Cav by going to Astana? He
1: already he was at Astana this year already.
0: Yeah. Is he is he So let's not
1: present it it's new information. He might Is he, he muddling the brand?
0: Is he, is he doing a Gretzky in his last year? Is he doing a Jordan plan for the Wizards at the end of their career? Is he, is he muddling the brand by going to a team that is, like, I would say, deep in scandal?
1: Is it any deeper in scandal than Team Sky, where he was originally? Mm. Wasn't he on Sky briefly, and then he had to leave because they wouldn't? They were playing for the GC and they weren't giving him enough shine. Kind of like that, yeah. They were
0: yeah. That was that was but the Sky's, early Wigo stuff.
1: But Sky's the most disgustingly filthy hypocritical team in pro cycling. You know, now it's Enos Grenadiers. Yeah. So if we're talking about, dis- and plus they're but British. The, but it's perception. Plus they're British. Yeah, I mean. like Astana at least is Eastern European. We expect it from them. You kind of do. I mean, it is.
0: They're the, like the dirty Eastern European. You, you know, you think Astana, what do you think? What You think of Kazakhstan, what's the first thing you think of?
1: Oil pipelines and a pipeline of EPO in that arm, baby. Borat. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's
0: the first thing most people think of. You say, Kazakhstan, number one country for my sister.
1: Well, okay. Why does Astana is a oil firm? 1000000000 I'm sure it's in yeah, the- Yeah, it's a Russian,
0: m- Russian oligarch
1: backed- Measured in the billions and billions and millions yeah. of dollars. So writing a $20 million check to fund Vinikorov's little project with Astana-
0: It's like Cook writing a- Sneezing yeah. out $20 million. Yep.
1: Yeah, so this- Same
0: thing. Silly, silly money that just doesn't need to happen. And it, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I have never had a well. I never like the colors. Let's just. I'm going to go out there. I don't <laughs> like the colors. The baby blue and yellow. I mean, I get it. It's their national flag. I get it. I'm gonna. I'm not going to say that. It's just for cycling. It's not been my favorite thing. No. Not. So
1: okay. So you're saying is it? It's. I would argue Astana is still more of a major league team than if he had gone to like a Kofidis. If you go on to a a team that's technically major league, but only known for losing.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you went to one of those teams, it's always the filler, always the European filler.
1: Does he hurt his brand? I think it hurts his brand more if he drags it out, drags it out this next year, wins nothing, and it's like, well, okay, I lost my edge. Does that hurt his brand more? Like, I'm looking at Chris Froome, who signed with Israel Premier Tech, or what's their team's name? Yeah, it's like... But he's been... He signed for an obscene, you know, a couple million a year contract, and he's done nothing because the magic, whatever magic was shooting in his veins when he was on Sky winning the tour. Or
0: rolling through his wheels. Rolling
1: or, through his wheels and rattling around in the frame. Exactly. Whatever
0: whatever it was.
1: Whatever magic was happening that he was suddenly able to win is not there. It's long gone, so he's done nothing for the new team. And he's... I think it's worse for him because it is really exposed. He, it was... There was nothing natural about the way he was winning in the no. mid twenty tens. There,
0: no, it wasn't, and it and it did come from a. It seemed to be a very predictable formula that Sky was putting together. Yep. You know, it's like now, look. Chris.
1: Here's a question. Okay, so Chris Froome disgraced himself by exposing himself as being what he is. I think his con- what if his contract's like five million a year. So two or three years, you make ten million. Yep for a guy like that what's you know Michael Jordan has other business ventures Michael Jordan made FU money in his career Chris Froome made a lot of money in his career and could probably live quietly and very comfortably for the rest of his life mm-hmm. would you tarnish your legacy for 10 million bucks
0: Um being a person who's not in that position I would say no I wouldn't I would think so if you if you're a sane person you say no but the people in those positions are so riddled with ego and so riddled with the inability to see clearly they have to always be seeing that next win and you never know like they never time it right there are very few people at the top of their game that ever time an exit like purpose you know yeah. perfectly they're always going out reaching for something a little bit too much or or you know getting slighted and you can say that you could you could you could go to any sport and and kind of walk that down right
1: and you see it well, you see it. I would argue you're 100% correct because if they do leave on top, it's always like, oh, well, you left too early, or you quit, you know, you quit too early. Yeah. You know, there was a there's a MMA guy, MMA guy, Habib Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov.
0: Spell that three times. Habib
1: Nurmagomedov from Russia. He was undefeated in MMA, and he got the UFC title. He defended it maybe three or four times, and then was done. And he's only a early 30s gentleman. So physically, he probably had two to three years of being an elite athlete left in the tank, but he just said, "Nope, I'm good to go." So he left Ta- with that out. undefeated record. There's that. There's that. But it, it raised, It's like,
0: oh. you know, you could have. You could have. You stayed. You could have. But you leave on leave on your terms, and yep. that is that is where either he has very little ego involved or invested or he has great supporters or people behind him going and grabbing him and going no we're yep. done because in those sports there's a lot of other things to be thinking about the Cops, price
1: to be paid of staying in is cognitive like, impact oh, yeah. on
0: brain function yeah. you know all those things so you have people in the background but if you have somebody who's like a you know a great nba player you're very few people you know bow out or or tactfully retreat when they're on top It's usually there's, you know, there's, there's, there are other factors. And I think ego is the biggest thing that comes into that is they need to keep being there and they're always grabbing for something a little bit more. And, and, and it's just like a spiral. It's like an athlete who has the beginnings of overtraining syndrome. They are looking to, you know, to see a big result, they're overtrained, and they think the answer is is to train. Let harder. me train my way out of this. Exactly, let me train harder, and that's not <laughs> yep. the answer. And they just put themselves in a hole. I think that's that. The answer for you, that for the, your question is exactly the same. Yeah, as it's athletes there. Um, all right, moving on, because remember we said rabbit holes? Yep. Okay, so uh, we had the so the first year of Ironman breaking up the world championships mm-hmm. into two sides. So uh,
1: last year they divorced it. Men and women raced different days at Kona.
0: Yep, and then there was a little mixture. There was some men racing on the women's day uh, that kind of bled over. That What? Was, yeah, there were men racing on the women's day. It was kind of weird. And oh,
1: he, like certain masters age groups,
0: and then there was some younger kids too. It oh, was, that's yeah, okay. It was kind of dumb, but this year they they had him on. They they broke they they broke the mold. Uh, the men raced in France Nice. Uh, top three results: uh, Magnus Diptlev third place; Patrick Lang, second; Sam Laidlow, and first. Winning time: eight oh six. Completely different than you would have seen mm-hmm. in in Hawaii. So I think if you would have had the race in Hawaii this year, those would not have been your top three.
1: Well, Sam Laidlow was second last year. Yep. But I think it would have been a reverse, because Langa probably would have caught him on the run. Because Langa is the runner, Laidlow is the uber cyclist. Yep. So pro- if if we were guessing men, if we were betting men, we would bet the top two reversed. Who knows about Magnus?
0: Yeah, I, I just think it, you, uh, that it would have been... I mean, you also saw two more. Uh, or In the top ten, you have you have four French guys in the top 10.
1: And I don't think it's any... I don't think it's... When was the last time we've seen that?
0: I know. And I don't think it's uh, like number... So, number four, uh, uh, Rudy Von Berg. Five, Leon Chevalier. uh, Six, Arthur Horceau. Seven, Bradley Weiss. Eight, Gregory Barnaby. Nine, Robert Wilkowski, Polish guy. And ten, Clement Mignol. So, Hmm. four French guys out of ten. And you got to be saying... They knew the country. They knew, no. they knew the, the route. Home oh, course it, advantage. You know, and it's a, and, the, and the, the reports that came back were the impact of the, the climbing on the bike, but also the small roads, the ins and outs, the turnarounds, the, 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 the cutbacks. Those were all huge impactors on the race in the end.
1: Here's my argument. Kona, it's a specific of conditions. Hot, humid. Yep. Windy. Yep. Managing those conditions, preparing for those conditions, you can do it in Minnesota to a degree, right? So Mm -hmm. you can get most of the way there prepping using heat training strategies here. Yep. You know what the conditions are. They're specific. They favor some people over other people. France, very specific conditions, climbing, descending, favors some athletes over athletes depending on your skill set. I would argue it's a vast home course advantage if you've ridden that course, you know those turns. You know the descents. Think about the descending in particular. You could be saving what? It's two laps up and down, up and down, right? No, it's one lap. Oh, it's just one lap up, up and then down once. I, be- I
0: believe it's one lap.
1: Let's look in, listener. Look into that. I think yep. I am right. I think it's two lapper. Chris thinks he's right. He thinks it's a one lapper. Either way, if you shave five, five or ten minutes and tons of less energy if you're just floating down the descent because a you're you're more trained on your cycling skills and b you know that descent
0: yeah i think the other thing is the technical impact or the impact of technical riding
1: Mm -hmm.
0: riding in aero position in kona going straight and making like five turns
1: one of the least technical courses.
0: Exactly, yep. you can chug, and it can be physicality. But if you are having to get up and accelerate, turn around, slow down, brake, and you're riding your brakes enough, you're going to be starting to, you know, in- increase the amount of uh, energy that you're you're using, amount of watts that you have to put out mm-hmm. to kind of catch up, speed up, and ultimately that's going to have a physiological impact on the on the rider that that would not happen at Kona. The more skilled you are, the, I think the least or the less impact that has. But with riders who are just training on Zwift Shoo. up and down, this is going to be this is going to be heck for them. Which and and this is where, by the way,
1: that's the core constituency of this sport.
0: Yeah, and then so my worry is next year, if you have people who are or in moving forward, if you have if you have all these people who are qualifying that don't have that technical skill, this is this may be. An unattainable course for them.
1: Okay, we were talking about are people can we trust the participants to be responsible at Twin Cities Marathon when it's kind of hot? Can we trust the type AAA personality who qualifies for an Ironman World Championship? Can we trust them to be responsible descending that mountain? No, they're not going to be. How many? (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) How many? How many Ironman participants are going to fly off that mountain?
0: That or how many of them are just going to are going to overcook it and blow up on the bike, which will lead to you know, a marginal, if not non-existent run. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's, there, there's way too many problems that, that present themselves. Um, does Ironman then try and find a course that's not as aggressive? I don't think that's the answer either. I think this is a true world championship course. I think for the professionals, it's great. I worry about them opening it up to so many people and making it an event that just becomes participatory. Yeah.
1: And and because our for the last twenty years for both of our lives in triathlon, attaining a Kona slot, it's rarefied air.
0: Oh yeah, that was the that was the the one the the one and only true ring mm-hmm. that you're grabbing for. You know that's what that's what you were doing. Um, it's changed. Uh, I don't know that you'll see this. Uh, you'll see Kona, and the town and the county allow for two two days because mm-hmm. it was a huge amount of impact having that many people there. I think, and, and I don't think that Ironman will ever go back to a smaller world championship event, bringing the two together in the same spot, um, because they can't financially afford to do that. Once you've opened up that can, I don't think you can put it back.
1: I mean, are we talking, for the men's race, did they have 3,000 people? What are we talking about on number side?
0: Oh, are you let's just say 2,000 and probably more closer to fifteen.
1: So they're adding a thousand. They can sell a thousand extra entries over the one-day race at Kona. You are
0: doubling it. Yeah, let's say so. Kona's got a fixed <coughs> Kona's got Kona has a fixed footprint because of the size of the pure. Mm-hmm. So you can only put so many people on there. There's that's a, that's a fixed number of people that are going to go to that race. So those slots can only be allocated over so many places. Now, if you have an organization that's growing, more events, you need to have more slots that need to go to those new events. Even because because there's they're putting out more events than they are, you know, constricting events by making other ones shut down. So Montreux Blanc not happening. That small amount of, or that small amount of race entries are not going to offset the three other ones that are starting up. Um, so you you have a limited amount. So let's say fifteen. But if you do two, in two days, now you can double that. Now if you've done that once. Everybody's got to taste a taste of it. Yeah. And now you're not gonna be able to put that back. They're not gonna be able to go back to they would never be able to go back to one day of racing in
1: Kona. It's a natural evolution of the sport and I think it was inevitable that there was a departure and a divorcing of the Ironman World Championship from Kona. And it's been talked about for fifteen years. Yeah. It's been on jabbered about on Slow Twitch forums well, since yeah. 08, 09.
0: And it, you, you're either going to fall into the purist column, which I believe, I, I would say that I'm a purist. I think that the world championships for Ironman need to happen in Kylo and Kona. I think they need to happen there. That's where, anywhere else, it's
1: just not the same. Well, it, then you're relying on the value of, it, it, Kona was synonymous with the Ironman world championships. And it has. now that we're divorcing it, it takes. It certainly will take be an adjustment period, and you and I probably will never put. I mean, you t- you asked me what do you think about Nice on our ride after, her? and I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. I had not noticed." You didn't
0: even watch it. Yep. And, and you know, and they've done they've changed it with, um, with the seventy point three.
1: Obviously, that's gone around. They've made that rotating. Yep. And it, but has that event ever hit the same level of prestige? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, you think that it's been because I mean, it was in Clearwater, Florida. That was a, a very boring course. It
0: was, in, it was in Finland. It was in South Africa. I mean, it's been around.
1: Um, Saint George. It was in Saint George a little bit. It was in Vegas a couple of years. Yeah,
0: I, I, I just I, I I'm a purist, and I, yeah. I mean, you could you know the the maybe the arguments I make make no, I mean, they make no sense, and you you can't like you you know logic goes against my argument. Of what it mean because the sport needs to grow, it needs to be bigger it'd be great to have it in the two days the two day format um, it was I mean even as a spectator, it was very, very taxing. I know from mm-hmm. from vendors and everything it was even more. the town had to put up with so much um, okay, you're
1: saying the town has to put up with a lot if I'm the mayor of Kona, I'm doing everything in my power to keep Iron Man there and pump it. These are people with money coming in October to Hawaii I, I'm my it economy is. is all tourism. I want this event, and I never want to let this event go.
0: And there's an impact, but there's an impact there. And remember, it is it's the impact to to yeah, locals. Yeah, the
1: impact is the money hitting our bank accounts, guys. But it's we're not a all... tourist destination. We gotta cater to this yeah, event. It's,
0: it's not all about the money though for them. I mean, it's some some parts of its quality life. You look at people that. Hey. okay, let's go. Let's hey. let's make it. Let's make a relative comparison to people who live on the Minnehaha Parkway.
1: How many of them rely financially on tourism to support their town? Everybody. None. No one. We well, don't rely on vast, tourism here. You're also
0: making a vast, vast comparison that's saying that everybody who lives in Hawaii, like only only makes bank off of people who does come Medtronic
1: visit. have a big office in Kailua Kona, Hawaii? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, Chris, I got a few words, and I want you to listen to these words really closely. It's the economy, stupid. They're a tourist economy. They need Iron Man. Iron Man brings a boatload of bucks and it brings people coming out all year round. I think of
0: so if um, Iron Man went so on that scale. So if you're looking, if that's your argument, if Iron Man was going to be, let's then we'll put on an Iron Man every month. Why not put an Iron Man every month? And the, there is there is there an impact there to resources?
1: They were um, didn't they have the seventy point three in June? You know for a stretch but of time there they have they have they have
0: didn't they a seventy point three, but not mm-hmm. there not the. Yeah, there's a, there is no. It wasn't a, the world champs. No, it's in, they have a seventy point three one there, but that's for locals, because there are no that that race only has a certain number of slots open to non residents of of Hawaii.
1: I mean, you're you're looking at me like I'm wrong, and I'm i Devin. Right.
0: Devin, it's an it's an overall statement that I always look at you <laughs> as if you're wrong. Right. <laughs> right, and you what you you know what, and I'm and I'm gonna concede you might be. Um, but I, but being there and hearing the impact from, you know, the lady at the pizza place saying, yeah, it's great, but it's like, I can't get to my kid. I can't get my kids to school. Yep. Um, it's great, but these roads are shut down that I drive every day and and they don't have a lot of other routes that they're going to go. If you shut down the queen K more than, I mean, I get, ask
1: her how many pizzas she sold.
0: You shut down the queen K, your main thoroughfare for trucking. Into the north side of the island. Ask them how on many a trucks Thursday. they sold. No, I yeah. get it.
1: I get it. The two day thing is definitely a bigger ask. It's very tough. So you maybe added less to the pot of total revenue brought into the town.
0: Maybe this year they see the difference. Maybe they see what had happened
1: last year yep. versus this year, and maybe they bring it back together. Um, what do you think? Okay, what's your take on the divorcing of the genders? So we got the men. Men did the race. Now the women did the race.
0: I like that. You do? Okay. And and I'll tell you why. I liked it because it gave a ton more coverage to a very interesting side of the race that always gets marginalized, which is the women. I think the women's race was... Now, I'm
1: going to slow you down because the women's race has not happened yet. So you're saying it gave more coverage.
0: Last year. I'm saying last year it did.
1: Oh, okay. Last year, because last year it was two
0: different days. And so I don't think you would have saw the coverage and the hype around uh, Chelsea Sodaro's win last year if it would have been men and women. And so being there, it was it was it was huge. And I and I really isn't in a sport that needs to give more equal coverage to the women and you can I think it's it, it's it was more than obvious that in their coverage and their broadcast that was not the case. Yeah. The women got were marginalized in the in the report because they were somewhere back in the pack. It was the men. That's what it was. It was the men's race, men's race, men's race, men's race. Um, All right, enough about them. Let's talk about the women's race this year in Colorado because that's coming up here. That's in that's uh, next week.
1: Um, It's a phenomenal field of we we have multiple different past champions coming head to head
0: we do so let's talk let's so we'll our top five or the 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 top five bibs bib number one returning uh chelsea sodaro yep uh, you know usa usa amazing story last year kind of coming out of nowhere uh the past year she's recorded a second place uh finish at 70.3 in oceanside and a third place finish at the pto asian open uh, number two bib um Lucy Charles Barkley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: she's sir, a sir, sir Charles she's it's a... Barclay I understand she 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 recorded a second um at 70.3 creatch I don't even know where that is but I was a, so she had a seven second place at a 70.3 third place at the PTO European open
1: and she but she's been for f- Five or six or seven years, she's been a perennial podium contender. Yeah, she's, she's always always in
0: the mix. She's she's she's, yep. she's been the bridesmaid up there. She's she's up there, but she's never with Kona. It seems like she's got bridesmaid syndrome a little bit. She does. She does. Uh, third is as uh, uh, from Germany, Anne Haug. Yep. Um, I've always liked her. Coming from that ITU background, I've always had been a big fan. Uh, she and last
1: her, pa- her path to the win is a battling on the run, right? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, she recorded a second place finish at the PTO Asian Open, second place at Challenge Rote, uh first PTO European Open, and a first at seventy point three Lanzarote. So Lanzarote is hot island, kind of. I would say contemporary to. Uh, Isn't it hillier on the bike? It's hillier, yep. definitely. Uh, so I'd say that it's it's it w- it's it's a good good litmus test mm-hmm. uh, out there. Um, wearing bib number four is going to be uh, Daniela Reef. Yep. You know, never betted against a champ, a nope. former champion. Uh, this year, she had an amazing race at uh, and getting that first world championship and at uh, Challenge Road, That amazing result that she had there,
1: I, the 808. We've discussed it.
0: Yep. And then she also took first at uh, at the 70.3 Switzerland. You know, again a home hometown race. Only you know two big ones there. And then wearing bib number five, my choice going to be this year uh, Taylor nib, American
1: undisputed greatest of all time. No contention. Finally, we see eye on something just the best of the best of the best ever
0: recorded her first at the 70.3 world championship. So she's a, so she's a world champion already. Uh, first at the PTO us open and first at 70.3 boulder. So if you went on results, you might have, I would say you're going to have two people battling out. I think it's going to be Danielle reef and Taylor nib that are going to be there. Um, does Chelsea Sadaro become a one and done flash in the pan?
1: I don't know. I hope not.
0: I would you? I mean, she. she I would because she ran
1: her way into the win, right? She did
0: totally ran her way into the wind. Yeah, and she, that's that's her background was 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 the run. Also, you know, being a fresh mom. There's so there were the stories that came yep. out of that were great. Um, the other people that we haven't that we that are outside of that are going to be uh, Laura Phillips. Uh, Lisa Norden, uh, Finella Landridge, uh, Sarah Crowley, um, some other people that we want that that are also on this list that uh, that could be that could be dark horses. That could be Kat Matthews. Uh, she took third at Ironman 70.3 Oceanside, first at Ironman Texas, second at, at the uh, 70.3 World Championships. So, um, Kat Matthews from Great Britain could be another dark horse. But uh, I think that this race is going to be, you know, it's going to be again going to come down into like five people but I, I would like to see this event be close
1: well I would love to see Taylor go do her thing on the bike get a lead and then keep her cool keep the pressure off and just run a really solid steady run because it just you would love to see there's all the talk of the pressure and you know the specific conditions of Kona that it's so hard to win as a rookie I would love to see her just go win as a rookie like yep yeah, hey, talk to me about pressure. I got this. Let's go.
0: And it wouldn't be a first time that's happened. I mean, that's that there that there's definitely you know precedent that's happened there. And and I think she's she's definitely on a winning streak. Yep. You know, she has she has been doing very very well. I mean, you give me Guff that she didn't win the test event, but you know, again, a different format. But in the other longer events she's been on, she's been relatively dominant. Um and I would and I would point to the seventy point three World Championships, which did bring, you know, probably the best field out that wasn't soft. Um, you could say that some of these other ones that people won seconds or thirds, like the PTO Asian Open, maybe not have been like was that the most challenging group of people that, that raced in that race? And did he get third there? What does that say?
1: Yeah.
0: Um in this year, and seventy point three Oceanside, you know, was like should you have been a little bit higher? Maybe a little bit higher. Um, you know that that should that have been like an automatic win, depending on timing and how you are training. So, does that work against Chelsea? I think it sort of says something. She does not she's not coming in like piping hot with results. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that she's that she's not going to maybe peak here, but she didn't she didn't race a cr- like you know a crap ton. Yep to get it, to get her there. I I would like to you know I think Daniela Reef is uh, if she she's gonna she's I would say she's got to be the favorite. Just statistically, and and if you just going by what she's done this year, and and her history, she's got to be the favorite person coming in. But I think she was the favorite person last year, yep. and she faded way fast.
1: Well, it it's that's a hard one. If you're the favorite and you've won multiple times, and you just for whatever reason you're ninety percent of yourself at that level of competition, you get you, it's a tough look.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I'm, I'm gonna put my money on her on, on her but then silent'm I'm, I'm not silently'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I hope Taylor takes it I hope she does come back and I hope she comes in and takes it takes a world championship
1: so the be better podcast would like to officially extend our bet on Taylor nib
0: I think she's not well I'd say she makes podium I would like to see her at the top I'd like yep. to see her wearing wearing the wreath um and then we can call her the goat. At least the, the best of this year, I, you know. I, I, I did make a pretty hard stance saying that she was the best of all time. I understand that. Very young to do that. I probably am going to back off of that statement just a little <laughs> bit. But obviously, she goes into the pan, If she does win, she goes into the pantheon. She's in. You know, that's that's a, and certainly that's um, a hall of that's a hall of fame yeah. piece right there.
1: Certainly within the U.S we got to be so excited about that if, if she pulls it off for sure
0: yeah and and the hard part once again it's all like the the u.s only produces great women we haven't produced a solid solid consistent male winning figure
1: because tim de was our last kona guy yep because we have ben hoffman was second was T- the, tim o'donnell was second. you know we've had a few guys who have clawed their way
0: kind of come up and then
1: Almost to the top. Yeah.
0: And I'm not, you know, me and my close friend, T.O., like, I'm not crapping on him, you know, but he's- did, did Tim have a heart attack and then come back to pro racing? He did. Oh, my God.
1: That's, he's like-
0: That's almost like having a baby. 50. That's Doesn't almost he, like- Isn't he your age? He, hey. Like, 58? He, I don't think he's that old. Well, okay. not 58.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let like me walk that back.
0: 42. Um, That's my that's my training age. That's what Strava tells me I'm 42. Strava. Well, I'm 42 on Strava. Um I also weigh 170 pounds on yeah. Strava. Oh, is that so? That's I weigh a, <laughs> I
1: weigh 148 on Swift. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but it would it would be nice to see, you know, a con- a consistency there, but we haven't haven't seen that. And if you want to say TO comparing him having a heart attack, how about how about Sedaro having a baby? Like the physiological impact of having a child and raising a child.
1: Well, I don't think we need to compare compare and contrast those two things per se, sir. I'm just saying it's like, it's wild that he was able well, to do I mean, be, to Before you
0: start saying men are better than women, because I know that's kind of the underlying statement <laughs> that you're making here from the couch is that, that, you know, that the women are secondary and I'm standing up against you for that because I feel like that's what we need to have happen here. Like we can't just go down that road of women. Well, you
1: are, you are a staunch male feminist and that's <laughs> the first thing we think of when we think of you. Yes. I mean, Jill has,
0: and Allison have said many times that uh, I do yeah. have a large vagina. So. Well, is, oh, okay. Now. Sir, is, sir. <laughs> Just saying, Sir. Just saying. Um. Anyways, I, I, I think that's gonna be that, that's that's gonna be uh where you're gonna see uh Taylor coming back on 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 that list late. Um, should prove something. But um,
1: it be, an, you know, it's an interesting battle because you have a few Uber bikers, Lucy, Daniela, and Taylor will be off the front somewhere, off the front in some combo, maybe one or two others, and the Sidaros and the Ann Hogs. Who is gonna be on fire on that run that day? Yeah, and
0: I'm I'm hoping that they start to that that it becomes a closer race. Yeah, you know it's not as spread out as it has been in the past. You'll see packs in the swim coming out. Yep. Um. So hopefully that that will be there because all the argument that the naysayers have said for so long is that if you're gonna try and put, you know, like they have 55 women on the start list here in the pro side, that you're throwing a whole bunch of marginal athletes in there. That that does not that does not become the case. And well, I don't I, think every
1: name we've mentioned is a truly elite. World class athlete.
0: Oh, for sure. There, I mean, there's, there's, there. But there are also some people in here. I could go down the list, and you would, you would not recognize any of these people. Yeah. Um. And so, but that's that's okay, because statistically, we're probably going to see one or two of these people come up that we don't know about. Yep. That well, will just, just that Chelsea will have their day. Was, uh, exactly dark horse. Yep, yep. That will come through, and that's why it's it's so fun to watch, and it's going to be fun to watch there. Um.
1: You have you have one yep. athlete that I know of. How many athletes you got racing?
0: I have one horse in the race. Okay, Micah, Micah Norby. Yep. She is going to be she's going to be awesome. She qualified in uh, uh, Arizona last year, and it, that was uh, we we kind of had a non traditional build into there. The changes we made were away from the long, slow training that many athletes do, and we focused more on run speed. We did a lot of track workouts leading into her a race. Uh, focusing on foot speed and overall speed and then being able to have her kind of slow down. It had been a formula that has worked for her for a long time um, leading up to that to give her success at short course, which she never thought she could do. Um, and ultimately, I thought that was the, the route to success for her for long for long distance because um, everything else had cha- had not worked. So why would you go to back to doing something that didn't work for you just because
1: everybody else is doing it? So we agree. You're a genius. You're a coaching genius. You're well, a maestro.
0: I mean, you know, I'm not going to say triathlon Jesus, but you know, some people. <laughs> but some have, people are saying that. Some people have mentioned the uh, the Brett Sutton effect here. <sighs> yeah, you know. uh, yeah, no, we're not. Uh, no, it's not, you know, all I did was I tried to try to pose something different, and I think that's what coaching does. You try and look look to use the, the 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 information that you have, the resources that you have. And then come up with a game plan. Yep. You know, it's like uh, like in basketball, do you do you just play the same thing or do you kind of create a, a formula? It's like it, you create a formula and then ultimately if it's if it works, it works, but it's you know, it you're a part of the process, but I don't take credit for it.
1: I would and I would I mean this, I would wish Micah well, but as we all know, she is a badger alumni.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And me just a staunch and loyal gopher. <laughs> I just can't do it. So now, you can
0: only go so far.
1: I can only go so far. Did I attend UW-Madison? Probably in overlapping years with her. I'm certain that I did.
0: Do you have two uh, national championship rings?
1: Uh, no, I don't. In any, in
0: any particular sport?
1: I bet I bet I was there because the year I was at Madison, they won the NCAA tournament for both men and women in hockey.
0: Yeah. She does two national championship rings there.
1: Yep. So, and mm-hmm. now... You're bringing her to Kona to get that World Championship ring there.
0: I know. Well,
1: Does she, will she get a ring if she wins her? What do you? How can she get a ring in triathlon?
0: I think um, she would get a ring if uh, if she won. It would be an engagement ring, probably.
1: <laughs> Is that?
0: <laughs> so maybe that. Maybe that's what's, what will come from it. God,
1: we gotta do. We gotta do cooler swag in triathlon. We do.
0: That would be good. Um, no, I think it's you know. go She's not just going there just to go. She's going there to 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 race it she wants to do her best she's in good form there's been good good feedback coming from that and so i'm i'm looking forward to it uh I really think exciting yeah i think yeah. that'll be great the same thing with uh um with erica uh hitchcliffe she was my athlete that was at kona last year mm-hmm. She's shooting for a bq in chicago this weekend and oh, nice. she's in good form um so you know wishing her well and i'll be out there chasing her down um i mean the big win has already happened I've Already secured my VIP credentials for Kona, so that's the big <laughs> win right there. Uh, that means breakfast, lunch, and dinner is already lined up at the right the restaurant. Insider's insider access, access, access. That's going to be the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Um, before we go today, Devin, I got to give a shout out to uh, my friend Wally Tefander, who is always giving me a guff because he listens to this to our podcast every time. Hi, Wally, and then uh, and then tells me how come he didn't recognize this or how come he didn't say this. So, Wally is uh, one of my uh, close personal friends from, from a long time. Wally was uh, uh, the roommate of my best friend in high school. Oh, okay. And uh, the Defander. Wally, yeah. You probably have the Defanders yep. and I. Uh, the Tefanders and the Swarthouts always end up having um, Memorial Day and Labor Day, except for this year, um, together up at the lake house, and we have the Swartvander Vander um, Festival, which kind of dovetails him with the Defander Family Fun Fest, which is what they used to have.
1: Well, hey, Wally, why don't you earn your way onto the podcast by going to Kona? We would talk about you, Wally. We would talk about you up and down if you had a Kona slot. Oh, yeah. So no, get training.
0: No. Wally's a cyclist, and uh, his son is a mountain biker. And and um, and we've done – we. so Wally and I were in uh, team cars going to the, the Tour of Britain together. Mm-hmm. We were at the Tour of California together. So we've done a lot of stuff. And Wally's been kind of my partner in crime. Um, he would do this if, if he, he'd be on the podcast here, but he'd be making too much fun of me and he's got a, like a legitimate real job too. So unlike us, he can't ride just in the middle of the day on a weekday. And then, you know,
1: I keep realtor hours, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Well, hold on. Let me give a quick shout out. Okay. Big announcement. I just purchased a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: not just any minivan. You got a swagger wagon. I got a Toyota Sienna. Oh, you lucky bugger. <sharp> those are very hard to get, the swagger very wagon. Very hard to get. And uh, we're going to go outside and we're going to preview that. Are we going to watch a movie in there, maybe? We,
1: we might just take the afternoon, watch a movie in the Entertainment Center. We, we should do. have podcasted from inside the Sienna.
0: Maybe we will. Maybe we'll take a road trip and we'll podcast at some point in time. You know, my... Uh, When Jill and I went over to Malta, Mm -hmm. uh, we podcasted from the airplane. If you, oh, go I deep, that, yeah. if you go deep back in, we were podcasting. I was pretty, pretty loaded. She had like four wines. I had like oh, six G and Ts. And the ladies were like the the ladies. This the the the, the, uh, the flight attendants. So I almost said stewardesses. I almost said waitress in the sky.
1: As a male feminist, you never would say no,
0: that. no. Never. Uh, they were like they were eyeballing us because I had like the like they were in microphones and cables and everything. And like what are you doing? Uh, but it was that was a lot of fun. So if you go way back and you can find uh, Jill and I on an airplane talking about sports.
1: And so did you sign the Toyota? I mean, I got the Sienna for free because I told him I'm a famous podcaster. Yeah, you did. So we'll, we'll give Toyota a nice shout out. Oh, big, big
0: shout out to Toyota. The I Be mean, Better
1: podcast brought to you by Toyota.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be Thank great? You. <laughs> Thank you, Toyota. <laughs> I'll trade in my Chevy for one, or at least I'll take off the Insignia. <laughs> You're not
1: allowed to say other brand oh, names. Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll strike that in the post, oh. post-production. Edit. Yeah, post production. No, uh, yeah, we'll go outside and we'll uh, take a little ride around the around the lake in your Swagger wagon. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what a Swagger wagon is, Google Swagger wagon on uh, YouTube and you'll see. That's Devin driving around in his brand new super pimp mm-hmm. da not Altegra version of the minivan,
1: right? It it is the Durace version. Yes,
0: it is the Durace of minivans. Yes, so so nice. So nice. Well, I mean, if you have to have a minivan, but yet you're not driving it.
1: Nope. Day to day, Thea's going <laughs> to drive it.
0: Yep. So even though you're bragging about it, it's still not yours. It's like.
1: That is correct.
0: It's like Jill buying the Range Rover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it mine? No. No. No, I don't get to drive that. That's, you get that's to look scary. at it. Oh, yeah. I get to drive right next to it every time I pull into the garage. <laughs> so. All right, everybody. Uh, good luck to all the athletes that are coming up in, uh, in the events uh, with uh, Chicago, uh, with Kona and any of the other events that are coming up at the end of the year. Um, look for more information. We'll be doing some uh, social media drops from uh, from the island, at least I will. Devin won't be because he said he didn't want to go anymore. Yep. Um, he did get the invite. Also, didn't get the credentials. So, like that's why I
1: told Micah, Boo Badgers, go Gophers, and she uninvited me.
0: That's pretty much it. So, uh, for now, that'll be all, all we have to offer. Um, until next time. Uh, Look out for us on the road and just be a little better.